Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Green Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldsmith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Green Bar, your distributor for electrical and datacom needs. Billiken win! Billiken win! Now from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Joe Pot in for Tom Ackerman here on this Sunday morning ahead of Cardinals baseball here on a KMOX. It is the Stiefel Sports Studio. It's Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning into our second hour. Glad you're with us. And if you want to get with us, if you want to react or talk about something, you can do that by uh, tweeting at me, Joe underscore pot. You can also uh, get on with us towards the end of the hour. We'll have some time to uh, take some calls, perhaps 314-436-7900. Again, we'll do that at the uh, end of the hour, about uh, 20 minutes, 15 minutes towards uh, 12 o'clock, something like that that we'll be able to get some some calls in here as well. And we're glad to talk to you about uh, the Cardinals, about baseball, about uh, St. Louis City, whatever you would like to chat about. We'll talk St. Louis City coming up here with Nate Gatter. That is coming up uh, here at 11.15. So he'll be in the spot that Lutz Van Steel is uh, in. Uh, another soccer-related piece of news. Megan Rapino announced yesterday that this is going to be her last World Cup. What a transformative uh, athlete, figure, personality. She has done so much for not just women's soccer, but women's sports. Um, I think about all of the... Man, and I, I not even just... I think about all of the young kids watching the World Cup, the Women's World Cup, and aspiring to be playing for your country and to do it with as much success and enthusiasm and fervor that uh, Megan Rapino has brought to the game. It has been fantastic. So congratulations to Megan Rapino. It would be great to see her be able to go out on top. She made the announcement just yesterday that this will be her the end of her uh, soccer career. She'll play in the World Cup. She'll finish off her professional season as well 
And uh, then that will be it for her as far as professional soccer. But my goodness, what a uh, tremendous talent and a tremendous personality and what a great representative of the U.S. Uh, men's, women's, doesn't matter what the sports she has been. Uh, so fun to watch. And so that was a, a huge uh, announcement yesterday that, that she will be sort of leaving that professional landscape. She said she's been thinking about it for a while. First of all, I can't imagine. I think she is um, She's pushing 40 probably. She's probably 38, 39. Yep, 38. 38 years old. So I know what I, how I felt at 38, <laughs> and it was not uh, not that I've ever felt in professional athlete shape but I think at 38, that would be just even tougher to get your body in shape, to play the way she does and to play the minutes she does on a soccer field, which is demanding anyway. Mm-hmm. It's demanding if you're 28. It's demanding if you're 18, like Miguel Perez for St. Louis City is. But to, yeah. to do it, to go out and do it at 38, pushing 40, and you're going to be playing in the World Cup. Soccer is one of those sports where there's a lot more longevity. You know, do you, do you think... What has more longevity for an athlete? Is it baseball or soccer? What do you think? Um, it depends. You don't see a ton of, I mean, you see some baseball players and I think of like an Adam Wainwright. So you see, so you mm-hmm. see some pitchers obviously that stay. I mean, Nolan Ryan was uh, well past 40 when he got finished. And, but then you can, I mean, I can, I can think of like Brett Favre was yep. up there. Tom Brady was up there past 40 years old. And they Tom were Brady's like a still unicorn, playing. Yeah, you know? probably true. I mean, when you're talking about just the superior shape that they are in. Um, and, and I mean, the mental part too, it's, it's exhausting to, to do anything at that high of a level for that long. So yeah, I don't know. That's a good question though. Cause you do see, you do see some soccer Although I, I feel like soccer is trending younger. You're seeing because mm-hmm. I think because of the academies and the fact that you have players that are not even really they're they're not playing high school soccer. They're playing, they're going into the academy. And so they're ready perhaps earlier than they would have been, like say four years of high school and four years of college. There's not that sort of defined path to get to the pros. Again, Miguel Perez is a perfect example of that. Yep. The kid just graduated from high school and he is, he's playing in the MLS. Yeah. Um, so I think you're trending younger on the soccer side. There's a lot more leagues in soccer as well for players to go into. And, you know, baseball, mainly MLB. There's, there's other leagues out there, but there's a lot of leagues in soccer you can go into. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, they've, they've tried to sort of set it up now where you have these leagues that feed into major league soccer and that, that sort of mimic that farm system mm-hmm. type uh, layout like major league baseball is. But again, you have all of those, you have all those academy leagues too. And I mean, these, yeah. these guys that are playing in the academy, it's, it's not like you're just playing at uh, in Creve Corps and in Chesterfield. I mean, you're, you're playing across the country in the, mm-hmm. in these leagues and you're getting this international national and then sometimes international experience. Exactly. Yeah. More soccer talk to come here on X on Sports on a Sunday morning. Nate Gatter is going to join us here coming up on the other side of our break. He hosts the St. Louis City Soccer Report on Sunday evenings. He's going to be out tomorrow night hosting a special edition of Sports Open Line, talking St. Louis City soccer, and he's going to be talking St. Louis City soccer with us on the other side of the break. It's sports on a Sunday morning from the Stiefel Sports Studio. Joe Pot in for Tom Ackerman, and we're coming back 
on KMOX. Welcome back to the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Will Smith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Gray Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. It's Joe Pot in for Tom Ackerman here on this Sunday morning. Sports on a Sunday morning continues here on a KMOX, and we switch gears to talk a little soccer. And uh, you hear him as the host of the uh, St. Louis City Soccer Report, which comes up later today, as a matter of fact, here on KMOX. And it is Nate Gatter who is pinch hitting today for Lutz Fan and Steel, at least a little bit. Now, what folks may or may not know. Uh, Nate, we both come from humble beginnings in the Frontier League, uh, doing games for the Gateway Grizzlies over in Soje. We have a lot in common in that regard, and you and I kind of go back pretty far, and uh, it's always great when we get to share some time on the air on Camo X. It certainly is, Joe, although I don't know how I feel about the pressure of uh, even to some extent <laughs> filling in for loot. That's a lot to put on my shoulders. I, I didn't mean that. I just meant only in that you are filling in our uh, what is normally a soccer segment. Let's put it that way. So we're staying with. There you go. That yes, sounds better. Yes. So Nate can be heard on Sunday nights, 5 o'clock with Jen Cease on the St. Louis City Soccer Report. Uh, and then tomorrow night, we might as well start here. Tomorrow night, you've got a really cool thing coming up. Uh, 6 to 8, you're going to be in the Sports Open Line spot, but taking the show on the road and right to the fans to talk some St. Louis City soccer. Yeah, we're really, really excited about tomorrow night. It's the first of uh, of four nights of our uh, Michelob Ultra City Caravan that's going to go to uh, various hotshots bar and grill locations around the St. Louis area. We're going to be at the the Wentzville Hotshots tomorrow night from 6 to 8, a special edition of Sports Open Line, sort of a Sports Open Line and uh, St. Louis City Soccer Report merger, if you will. Uh, Jen and I will be there. We're going to have uh, drinks and, and food and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and then the headliner, of course, is City striker Joao Klaus will be there. He'll join us for a segment or two on the air. He'll be signing autographs. You don't need tickets. You don't need anything. You just need to show up uh, 6 to 8. Uh, I imagine we'll be there getting things set up and, and hanging out with folks probably 5, 5.30 at the, uh, the Wentzville Hotshots tomorrow night. And if you can't make it out, uh, we're going to have three more of these events that are scheduled. I think one uh, in South County, one in Webster, and maybe one in, in Fenton, I think, that you can see them all if you Google uh, the Mick Ultra City Caravan and look on the Hotshots website. But there are a couple more coming up this summer and then one uh, in the tail end of September. We're, we're really excited. I think it's going to be a fun event. Uh, I think it's so cool because, I mean, first of all, I, th- I think people enjoy being able to sort of peek behind the curtain at a radio show and see how that all goes on. But obviously to get um, a player the stature of Jao Klaus out there in front of the fans and it, it just further, further endearing this franchise to this city. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I know Klaus, Jen has talked about this a lot. She spends a ton of time at at practice uh, during the week and gives us a a ton of insight into what's going on uh, over at the the WashU Orthopedics High-Performance Center uh, right there by the stadium that you can see while driving by it on 64. And she talks about how clear it is that Klaus is, I don't want to say in pain because he can't be out there, but how frustrated he is, how much he wants to be playing. Um, and, and even be training with his teammates and how hard it is for him to be sort of held out while they wait on this, this quad injury that has been so troublesome for him to heal, and the timeline just keeps extending and keeps extending. They're optimistic they're going to have him back after the League's Cup break, just a couple more games this week. 
then an over-month-long break from MLS play for League's Cup, where they'll play at least two games and maybe more, depending on how it goes. Uh, they'll return to MLS play against Austin on August 20th. And I, I think right now they feel, my read is that they feel pretty optimistic about having him uh, by that point. But this is a fun way for him to, you know, get to interact with the fans. You know, I, obviously he'd rather be in L.A. with the team getting ready to play on Wednesday night. But if there's any silver lining, it's that now he has the opportunity to do some of this fan outreach. And, and I know it's one of the things that, that the players have really enjoyed, how this community has taken to them so quickly, so supportively. Uh, and I'm sure he'll be uh, happy to give some of that gratitude back to them tomorrow night at uh, Hot Shots in Wentzville. So let's talk about this St. Louis City team that won its third straight game last night, second straight one-goal win, and what continues to impress me about this franchise, this team, and it's something that Bradley Carnell said early in the in the year or early in the, the history of this team, and it's something that Lutz has said numerous times. This is going to be a team. It is not going to just be a player, and with an evolving roster and evolving style, the team continues to win and continues to make headlines and break records as an expansion team. It, it, you're exactly right. And, and you know, Luce has taken some stick for that from various, I don't think so much locally, but certainly nationally from fans and even from national media going back to last year when he was talking about how this would be a club centered on the quote unquote designated team. When people heard him say that, I think they heard him say, we don't want to spend money on big name players, which might be a little bit true where that remains to be seen. City do have the second lowest payroll of all 29 teams in major league soccer just makes it all the more impressive. The success they're having so far. When you add on top of that, that three of the four players making seven figures have been out for most of now essentially have missed more games than not. Joachim Nielsen has missed the entire season to this point. They're hoping to have him relatively soon, probably back end of the League's Cup break as well. Klaus has missed, what, more than half of, of City's MLS games now. He's been out since mid-April. And Edward Leuven has missed the, the last month or so. They're uh, supposedly holding out hope they could have him back Wednesday night in L.A., which is a little bit ahead of the schedule that, that we had been hearing over the last week or two. But regardless, those are, those are three of your four most important players with Roman Berkey then the other one who's, who's making seven figures. And those three have combined to miss a really substantial number of games at this point. It is incredible they're in the position they're in. Uh, it was already incredible even before these injuries started to really mount. I will say I think they have benefited uh, to some degree from the timing uh, their schedule has really softened up, you know, with the exception of LAFC, which is a notable and substantial exception coming up on Wednesday. The other three of their final four games, so the last two they played, and then next weekend after the LAFC game, are against three, maybe the three worst teams in the league in Colorado, Toronto, and then Inter-Miami coming up this next weekend after the LAFC game. So my position has always been the goal, if you can get nine of those points, who cares what happens against LAFC? I would not be pushing Edward Leuven to return against LAFC. If City lose this game 4-0, I'm really not concerned. This is not anywhere close to a full-strength City club. Coming into this week, playing three games in, in seven days or eight days, the goal should have been six points. And the easiest way to get those six points was to get three in Toronto last night and then to get three more next weekend at home against Inter-Miami. And I think, to me, that's the trajectory that makes the most sense. Obviously, they're not going to roll over and wave the right white flag for no reason in L.A. on Wednesday. But whatever happens Wednesday, City fans should be very pleased at how this team has persevered through this, this bout of injuries. 
And a lot of guys have stepped up. And we were saying this is not a team that seems like it has a lot of depth on paper. Not a lot of guys on the bench who have significant MLS experience. But they have stepped up. AZ Jackson has been maybe the most important player for City over the last uh, couple of weeks. You add in Akil Watts and what he's done at right back. And those were the two guys who linked up for the goal early in the second half last night. Watts the assist. Jackson his first goal in Major League Soccer. Of course, he scored in other competitions for City uh, this year. You know, I didn't think City finished well. They didn't play well in the first half at all. And even the chances they did create, they didn't finish that well. Joe Aquini had a good chance in the first half. Samuel Adenaran had a good chance in the first half. Neither one of them capitalized. So it's it's really the unheralded guys. It was Adenaran a couple of games ago when they were in San Jose. It's been Joe Aquini for long stretches with Klaus out. And recently it's been Jackson and and now Akil Watts who are really stepping up and providing a lot of offense for a team that uh, is missing a huge chunk of its goal and assist production due to injury. I believe it was uh, Bradley Carnell that said it in the pregame show. I heard Joey Zanaboni and Dale Shilley talking about it on the broadcast last night, that there is something to learning how to hold on to one of those wins, right? Hold on to a one goal game and finish it and win it. And that's what they've done in the last couple of games as well. Yeah. I think the blueprint for them has been, relatively consistent when they've been undermanned these last few weeks or, or even going back over the, you know, now close to three months that Klaus has been out in that they at times will have to rely on Roman Berkey, which that's why they're paying him so much. Right. Roman Berkey by MLS standards is enormously overpaid as a goalkeeper. I don't mean that to say he actually is because he took a big pay cut to come here. He has European pedigree that outclasses anybody else on the city roster by miles, but he is being paid more than essentially any goalkeeper has ever been paid in MLS. And it's not close with the exception of Tim Howard, but he was sort of a, a glory signing for Colorado Rapids who was just about marketing at the end of his career and putting butts in the seats more than he was about his production. Uh, Berkey is, is living up to that because there have been stretches, especially with a sort of patchwork back line at times with no Joachim Nielsen at any time at center back this year, when he was expected to be a stalwart when they signed him uh, in the lead up to this season back uh, last summer. So Berkey, and that, we saw that in the first half. Berkey made some big saves last night. At the same time, City were still able to create chances. I think uh, on a different night, Joe Aquini and or Adenaren popped their chances home in the first half. Certainly, I thought there, City had a really good penalty shout in the first 15 minutes when Vasilev's free kick was knocked down by an outstretched arm in the Toronto wall that, for me, should have been a penalty. The referee went to the monitor and looked at it and said no. Of course, if you have any refereeing questions, we talk uh, right. Laws of the game. <laughs> evening at 5.45 to uh, George Gansner, former FIFA and MLS referee on Laws of the Game, and he will be uh, answering for what happened there. My understanding is that he agrees that it should have been a penalty uh, that wasn't given. So I think there's a different world here where City play a poor first half, but between Roman Berkey and a couple and some better finishing and getting that penalty where they could have been 2-3-0 up at halftime, even though they were not that good. So, you know, for me, like you said, finding different ways to win, different guys stepping up, the, the ultimate underpinning, though, and it's important to remember, has been Roman Berkey making multiple big saves over sloppy stretches for City in almost every game. And, and I think it'd be hard, you'd be hard-pressed, especially now that Leuven has missed some time, to give this year's MVP for City to anybody but Roman Berkey. Nate Gatter, I appreciate you uh, taking some time this morning and, and filling our 11-15 spot uh, and talking some St. Louis City uh, anything else that we should look for today at 5 o'clock from the uh, upcoming St. Louis City Soccer Report? Well, we'll talk to Dale Shilley, as we always do, 
uh, at 515. We'd love to get his insight. Of course, he's on the broadcast crew with Joey Zanaboni, as you mentioned, on our sister station, uh, Y98. We'll also be talking some about the local club game because a lot of the club teams locally are coming to their national championships, and we like to try to highlight uh, some of the local grassroots efforts uh, in soccer because obviously that's such a big part of our history with the game in this city. And then we'll be talking about the U.S. men's and women's national teams as well. Uh, the men's team, of course, advancing into the knockout stages of the Gold Cup against Canada today and the women uh, playing their final tune-up against Wales before they head off to the uh, World Cup later on this month. And then uh, just one more reminder for more city talk and uh, to, to meet Klaus, get an autograph, uh, as well as some great food and drinks and uh, see a little bit of how the show is, is put on the air. You can come out to Hot Shots in Wentzville tomorrow night, 6 to 8. Jen and I will be there uh, on the air live on KMOX uh, from Hot Shots in Wentzville, and Klaus will be joining us. Well, we will be tuned in tonight at 5. We will be tuned in tomorrow from 6 to 8, and I appreciate you taking the time today, Nate. Thanks a lot, Joe. That is Nate Gatter with us here talking some St. Louis City soccer. The Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mozalak, is up next as we get back to some Cardinals talk here on the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning from the Stiefel Sports Studio. Joe Pot with you. Keep it here on KMOX. Gray Bar, your distributor for... You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Electrical and Datacom needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Joe Pot in for Tom Ackerman here as the Graybar Sports on a Sunday morning continues here on a KMOX or back into the baseball talk and pleased to welcome in the Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mozeliak. Good morning, Mo. Good morning. How are you? I am doing well. And uh, as I mentioned to the manager, Oliver Marmel, I'm sure that it's uh, not a bad Sunday morning when you wake up after a good, solid pitching performance and a, a nice solid win yesterday in Chicago. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's great to see Miles uh, perform the way he did, get the key hits, and 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 win the game. You know, no running from it. It's been a tough year. It's been a tough week in terms of uh, some games that we could have won that we didn't, and you know that's unfortunate. But to to at least come out of there with a win yesterday is nice, and hopefully, we can repeat it today and then go into the All Star break on a high note. After a game like yesterday where everything sort of lines up and you've got exactly what you want pitching-wise, you're getting the hits that you need, um, does it just give you more of a feeling of, oh, what might have been or what could have been, perhaps? 
You know, I think as I look back at the season, and I'm sure you're not looking for a recap here, but, you know, it's hard not to get away from the fact that, that, you know, we obviously got off to a a very slow start. We dug ourselves a a pretty deep hole. And I think in that process, there's the physical part of what's happening in the game, but there's also the mental side of what's happening in the game. And I think, you know, as a team, we just lost a lot of confidence in who we were. And, and, And as you look back at the last, couple months in a lot of ways that's how we play we just don't have that that confidence that you see when you're winning in a winning club and and you know it's it's hard to just turn that back on or find it and and so when you when you do string a couple good games together yeah you you inch back to that feeling but then when you look at our season every time we sort of get a little momentum going forward we find ways to you know, lose that. And so I just think as a, when you think about us as a group, like the sum of your parts, it's just, we're we're not, we're not able to collectively pull that confidence that you need to play in this game at this level on a regular basis. And so, you know, we're going to look at ways to to try to change that. And uh, that's probably going to mean trying to change a few faces candidly. And so we'll just see how the next, uh, two to three weeks play out. Um, obviously with the, the trading deadline looming, we're going to have to look at, at ways to try to help this club now, but also, you know, have an eye on what we might be able to do to better ourselves for 2024 and beyond. I'm just going to cross off all my notes. Cause I think you hit on, <laughs> you hit on a lot of what I have been thinking and talking about. Um, you know, I, I feel like it's, it's a really candid evaluation because one of the things that I have felt that I have said is last year you see this team, you know, down a couple of runs, you get a couple of men on base and you feel like, hey, no issue. They're going to drive these runs in. And it has felt the opposite to me this year. And you've kind of verbalized that and sort of that um, mental aspect of that and what that feels like. Uh, back to what might happen or what can happen at the all-star break or at the uh, trade deadline, rather, can you, I, I realize that there is no reason that this needs to be some sort of extreme. And I don't think anybody believes that it should be. I, well, I take that back. I'm sure people do believe there should be some sort of extreme one way or the other. Is there a way, are there things that, that you believe you can do uh, that will improve this team, but also perhaps uh, be able to move on from, from some of the pieces that are here, as you said? Can you do both? Well, I think the way we're going to look at it is, is you know, a lot of times I think in, in baseball when you talk about the trading deadline, we, we sort of, you know, think about it in a, you know, very binary terms, buying or selling. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I always think about it sort of more as like there's, there's sort of like four troughs, right? There's the, there's, there's the go buy, there's the sell, there's do nothing. And then there's that, there's that hybrid. And, you know, I think from an organizational standpoint, we have to understand all four of those, but I think most of our energy is going to be on the ladder and, and trying to really understand, is there a way to, to take some of the pieces we have now to better ourselves for the short-term future? Not when I think about selling and, and, and when you think about like teams that have literally like, you know, sacrificed multiple seasons to prepare themselves to, you know, make a run. I don't see us doing that where we're going to be 
you know, necessarily trading players for, you know, rookie level prospects. I, I think, you know, our goal is going to be to, to be competitive in, in 2024. You know, we do think we have a lot of good pieces that haven't worked in the sense of having success in, in 2023, but we're not going to necessarily just abandon where we are in our thought process and, and then circle 2026. Welcome back to the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Smith swings and he hits a drive. He hit- T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's a slammer! Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Joe Pot in for Tom Ackerman here on this uh, Sunday morning. It's Graybar Sports on a Sunday morning from our downtown KMOX studios. Drew Young, our producer behind the board today. Appreciate uh, all that he does. Glad you're with us as well. Want to get to some calls because I did promise to do that. Steve is up first to talk Cardinals on KMOX. Hey, thanks for having me on. I really, I'm glad you guys have brought this back. Um, I actually reached out to Tom Ackerman on LinkedIn about it and he he had mentioned that you guys were going to be doing this, and I, I, I think it's great. Let the fans have a voice, even when it's not something you want to hear as a Cardinal flagship. I, 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 do, I just don't know how Ali Mormol keeps his job. I mean, fundamentals, I'm sorry, that's a manager's response. This team had five Golden Glovers at one time, and all of a sudden their fundamentals are shot. They're not doing things to win games. Bruce Bochy went over to the Texas Rangers, got our pitching coach, rebuilt their pitching staff, and Bochy's a, win, a, a Hall of Fame manager. Why in the world the Cardinals put, give a guy like Ali Marmol the responsibility? It'd be like giving my 16-year-old a brand-new Corvette when he turned 16. This franchise, the reason they did it, and it's been supported by people on MLB Network, who I regard very highly, is that Mosellac wanted a yes-man. La Russa did, did what he wanted to do. So you brought in Schilt who turned the fundamentals around. If you remember that team with Matini, had, they had horrible fundamentals. He was a great manager, and he turned that around 
We lost our pitching coach. We've got some analytical guy that's never thrown a pitch in his life. There's something to be said of these guys that have thrown the ball before or been in dugouts. Why Ali Marmol, a manager's responsibility is to handle the bullpen, handle the pitching, handle the fundamentals, and do things to win games. These guys don't move the ball around. They don't. They don't steal bases. This is a. This team has gone right back into the tank. We fired a, a manager of the year because because he wasn't. He didn't talk nice to Mosellock, and Mosellock didn't like it that he challenged him. This is a mess. This whole franchise needs to be gutted. Mosellock's got to go. Marmol never should have had the job. God bless him. We, uh, I know he's probably handcuffed with what he what he has to do. I'm, and it's just. We've gone from a guy like Tony Larusa, who got whatever he wanted, and they brought in their yes man, and, and Schilt, didn't, did, Schilt didn't do it. I mean, Schilt did an incredible job. There is absolutely no reason why that manager should have been fired, and we're getting exactly what we deserve. This needs to be gutted, and it has to start at the top. Thanks. Steve, I appreciate it. No, thank you for uh, for calling in. And uh, just to address a couple of those things, uh, you know, I, I understand the frustration Holy, and I think that I, I would I assume and I believe that there is certainly some hesitation to make another managerial change. This team has made three managerial changes starting at the All Star break in 2018. That's when Matheny was let go. That's when Schilt was brought in, uh, and then of course letting Schilt go after the 2021 season. So this is year number two with Oliver Marmel. Um, and I do think it is sort of the way that baseball is going, that it is not just a manager making those baseball decisions and the front office making, you know, some personnel decisions. I think that it is more of an organizational direction. And I don't think that the Cardinals are the only franchise that is doing that. So I, I think that, I mean, I understand your point when you say that Oliver Marmel was brought in to be sort of the, I don't think he's a yes man. I certainly don't look at it like that, but I do understand your point out. I think that your point on defensive fundamentals is on the nose. And I re- recall very clearly Mike Schilt putting that out as a priority when he got the job that he was going to clean that up. He did just that, turn this back into a tight defensive ship. Uh, and we had a caller earlier today that talked about all of the position moving and all of the working moving parts and how that has affected the defense. And I think that has to do with it as well, because, uh, but it's tough because even a guy like Nolan Arenado is not, he just hasn't been as not solid because he's been solid. He hasn't been as 100% reliable as you would expect him to be. So I don't know that all of that can be placed on the manager, but I certainly understand where your frustration is coming from. Let's try to get a couple more calls in. Uh, Chuck is up next. Chuck, you are on Camo X. Yeah, hi. Your uh, previous caller pretty much hit the nail on the head. Uh, just a couple things. Early in the season, when Ali was interviewed in the middle of a Cardinal losing streak, and they asked him a question, you know, does this bother you? Are you concerned about it? And he just shook his head, no. No, I'm not concerned. We'll be fine. I don't know what he was thinking about. Uh, there were no changes. Uh, the other thing is about Adam Wainwright. Uh, he's a hero of mine and everybody in St. Louis. But is there not anyone on that bench, pitching coach, president, who realize 
that he had the pitches going to wind, you know, to compete at the big league level. They should have taken him out and let him rest, but they didn't. They threw him to the wolves. Thank you. Okay, I appreciate it, Chuck. So a couple of things there. Uh, let's start with Adam Wainwright. Uh, first of all, I'm, I don't know. I'm not sure exactly if I understand where you're coming from there that they threw him to the wolves, needed to rest. Um, he missed, obviously, a good portion of this of the start of the season simply because he was injured, uh, injured himself during the ba- World Baseball Classic and did that kind of in uh, in the weight room in the start of that World Baseball Classic or the end of the World Baseball Classic start of the season. So he missed some time there. Um you know, I think that for the most part, you're just seeing a guy who is 40 plus years old that, uh, in fact, is going to be 42 years old coming up here on August 30th that is uh, struggling as he tries to finish his career. I don't think that this is, um, I know, I don't, I don't think they've thrown him to the wolves or anything like that. Uh, so that's Anna, and you know, he's on the injured list right now. He has said that he wants to come back, that he doesn't want this to be the end. And I think everybody hopes that it's not the end for Adam Wainwright, that he is able to rest up, do what he needs to do to come back and and finish off strong, whatever that means for the end of his career. Because I do think that, as you said, this is a guy that deserves every accolade that he gets from baseball, certainly from this city and certainly from this organization. He's two wins away from 200 in his career. It would be great to see him get to that 200 win mark. Now back to an earlier comment. You mentioned that Oliver Marmel said early in the year during a losing streak, he's not worried. I'm not sure what you expect the manager to say at that point in time, because a, it was early in the year, whether it was April or it was may. Uh, we all know baseball is a long season. I don't know that anybody, even then, and you can say what you will. Uh, I, I don't know that anybody thought it was going to be this bad that the record would be this bad the team would be this bad at the all-star break so early in the season I would expect the Cardinals manager to say I'm not worried we have a good team we have good talent and we're going to be okay moving forward that's uh what I what I say to that uh thank you for the call Chuck let's move along let's get to Terry you are up next Terry good morning welcome to KMOX uh, yeah, um, I want to echo what that first caller said. I agree with him 100%. Also, I appreciate you guys taking phone calls again and getting the fans part of the program. So thank you for that. But about a month ago, I called up on here, and I was asking you if you had any idea why the Cardinals re- removed Bruce Suter's number from their jersey. And you said you were going to find out and I still haven't heard anything about it. I tried calling them up. They made me sit on the line for 15 minutes and never answered. So I'm wondering if maybe you could find out why they did this. I sure hope they didn't remove that because they put that company's uh, sign on their jersey because that is, that is despicable to remove a Cardinal legend for that. I can understand having it on there. But you don't remove a Cardinal Legends number to do that. Thank you. Thank you, Terry. And first of all, I apologize because, excuse me, it was uh, me who you called and asked about that. And I did say I was going to find out. And I haven't found out. So I apologize for that. So I wrote it down right here. I am going to try to find out. 
uh, what the reason was, because I think even with the Stiefel patch, there should be, there's a spot on the other sleeve, first of all, that they should be able to put that back on. I've also wondered myself how, why we haven't seen anything recognizing Mike Shannon after he passed this year as well, because it's sort of been the way of the Cardinals. If you think back to when they lost uh, Stan Musial, Red Shandies, they kept that patch on during the year, uh, and maybe even for Gibson and for Brock, the 45 and the 20. Uh, so that is a really good question, and I apologize that I did not get a chance to ask that because, uh, truthfully, I did forget about that. I will ask that question. I will see if we can find out and have an answer on why the uh, Cardinals have removed that uh, Bruce Suter patch. Of course, the Cardinals Hall of Fame closer who passed away earlier this year. Uh, thanks so much, Terry, for the call. Appreciate you being a part of the show. Appreciate all of our callers today being part of the show. And, of course, as always, our guests for being on with us today, Oliver Marmel, Sam Dykstra from MLB Pipeline joined us in the first hour. We talked uh, prospects, we talked futures game, and we talked the Major League Baseball draft, which, of course, comes up starting tonight. We visited with Nate Gatter at the beginning of this 11 o'clock hour talking about St. Louis City Really cool thing coming up tomorrow if you're able to. Six to eight out at the Wentzville Hot Shots. It's the Michelob Ultra, Ultra St. Louis City Caravan. That will be Nate Gatter, Jen Cease. They'll have Xiao Klaus out there, St. Louis City striker. Uh, he'll be talking to folks and signing autographs as well. And, of course, thanks to the Cards president of baseball operations, John Mozalak. We didn't get our full-time allotment with the Cards president uh, had some technical difficulties, but we appreciate him taking some time, and you know that he'll be back. Uh, if at all possible, he'll be back next Sunday, as he always is, in this spot, and, of course, probably some other times as well here on KMOX. So up next, it is Cardinals baseball coming up here on KMOX. We'll be with you after the new news, and the pregame show gets started today at 12.15. Cardinals and the White Sox final game of this three-game series. Final game of the, uh, well, the unofficial first half of the season. Final game before the All-Star break for everybody. And then we'll take a break for the Home Run Derby and the All-Star game coming up this week. Big thanks to Drew Young. He's been behind the board for us all morning long. And he makes all of this show uh, come together as you hear it on uh, Sunday mornings here as far as guests and all that are concerned. I'm Joe Pot. Keep it here on Camo X. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 